comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. If you let my daughter go now, that'll be the end of it. I will not look for you. I will not pursue you. But if you don't, I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. Episode 279. I'll be there in 10. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted. Tonight's episode, Comic-Con, more like Comic-Conned. So I told Bill that the liner should be Comic-Con, more like Comic-Con. <laughs> you see what I did there? I, I got it. I think it was a pun yeah. or an anagram. I'm taking credit for it. Wasn't Even an though anagram. I had nothing to do with it. We all My know stomach just growled. Did we all you know guys hear it? That's how loud it was. Yes. We all know the anagram of Bolton is not lob. Okay, guys, so we're well, here to talk about Comic-Con. Welcome breaking to news episode about, 279. I thought we were going to breaking, breaking news Dawn that's, panel. That's, a, that's, what, a week or two late? I yeah. thought we were going to talk about Brad uh, sifting through uh, his Monty Python discs. We I just figured about we'd just, later. I figured we'd just throw uh, Monty Python uh, references out uh, throughout the episode. I we, just, uh, about it later. I, I just pulled up like Comic-Con I mean, news and stuff. Brad and, did like, just the sit on the cat. The biggest surprise was... The Breaking Dawn panel. That was the first thing that... that was there a up. Breaking Dawn panel? Yeah, uh, someone died for that, by the way. So let's not just yuck it up, okay? Tell me about it. What uh, happened? Let's, How let's did have, die? Let's have some respect for the the deceased, okay? So what happened? All right. A nice 53-year-old lady was um, sleeping in a tent outside San Diego Comic-Con about uh, three, four days before it opened uh, so she could get a, a good seat at the uh, Breaking Dawn uh, panel. And she got hit by a car and oh died. yeah, literally, yes. yes. Now I don't know how that happened. I don't know if the car came up on the curb. I don't know if uh, her sleeping bag uh, rolled out in the street. I don't know if she was uh, chasing after parked cars. I have absolutely no idea um, what happened. All I know is that well, but she's not going to get to see Breaking Dawn Part Two. That's a good point. I hope she read the book because she will have no idea how it ended otherwise. Would that be a drag, man? It's like if you like died right before the final Harry Potter uh, book came out or something. You know what? It, it's yep, funny. Somewhere when, out there, someone did that happened to somebody, and I feel bad for their family. When I was a little kid, yeah, I guess it was for Return of the yeah. Jedi, and you died. I had this fear. You died for Return of the Jedi. Came I had out? this fear that I was gonna die. Wow! Before Return of the Jedi, and I would never know how it ended. But it, on the plus side, you well, would never well, see the Ewoks. So well, but know. but um. But then I realized, well, no, I'd be in heaven. And I was like, oh, of course I could see it. I'm in heaven. Of course they've got cable in yeah, heaven. of course they have cable. It's heaven. Movies are already made in heaven. Don't tell me that you can't watch, you know, 
But that was a real fear of mine that I was going to die before Return of the Jedi. Actually, it must have been after Empire because I because I was really concerned that that you know what if I don't get to see what if I don't get to see how the story ends. That'd be a drag, man. We uh, we enjoyed it. I enjoyed it one time, and I said I'm good. Oh, you've only seen it once, really? No, I saw it one time in oh. in the theater back. This is back in the days, Frank. Follow me back in the days before VCRs, Blu-ray players, DVRs. Back when, if you wanted to see a movie, you had to go to the theater. There was no other way to do it, or wait for it to come on network TV, or you'd have to uh, you'd have to sit on the fence uh, outside the uh, the the drive-in, and um, you know you have to work that. Um, yeah, so I saw Star Wars three times, Empire twice, and um, Return only once. I still feel bad about that. Sorry, George. All right, it's the professor calling. Hang on a second. Pot me down, man. So, Comic-Con news? I wish I could go just once. Sometimes I feel that way, and then sometimes I'm, I don't feel the need to go. Um, you know, tickets just sell so fast, and it just... It, I guess I'm in agreement with you, but it's pretty low priority for me to go. Um, but, I mean, I guess if I had the opportunity, I would. If I had a free ticket and somewhere to stay. How much do tickets cost? Kind of I don't know, but they're, I think the most ex- expensive part of it, other than the, other than the uh, plane mm-hmm. ticket out there, is like the hotels. I think they just... Milk you for everything you're worth with those hotels. Yeah, my understanding is that they don't have enough capacity for the crowd that they right. that they inspire. So a lot of people are bunking up and stuff like that. And you know, the older you get, the more it's about comfort. I, you know, ten fifteen years ago, I'd be fine with sleeping on a hotel floor for two days, three days. I don't want to do that anymore. Right. The first time we went to Pennsylvania, yeah, you know, for episode three hundred, right? We had you know five people in the room and you slept on that one little bed yeah. in the corner, you probably wouldn't want to do that anymore. Um, that I would do. Okay. Now, if we had to sleep on, like, if there was, like, if you had to sleep on the floor. Yeah, I would. I wouldn't. Last time I went. I will, I'll share a bed, but I don't want to sleep on the floor. I shared a room with Ken last time I went, and, um, uh, gosh, I'm drawing a blank. I can't believe. Marty. Uh, slept on the chair. Uh-huh. You know, I I don't think any of us wanted to share a bed, and you know, Marty was like, "I'm not gonna even gonna share this bed. I'm gonna sleep on this ca- this chair by myself." You know, I had an ottoman. Right. So anyway, I'm what's just up like with a, the professor? Right, I'm back. Kind of like I ever left, really. You know, Twitter along those lines, Frank. Twitter gives me all the neat the news i need i feel like i was there yeah you know because i saw everything i wanted to i think Um, one of my favorite things is a a tweet that uh, i forget who it was it was one of the creators it wasn't just a fan but uh, basically said isn't it funny how um all these people that were so hyped about it on friday cannot wait to get out of here on sunday (laughs) so i'm looking at this i just typed in how much are comic-con tickets uh right now this is this is for 2010. Right now, a four four day passes are a hundred dollars each. So does that mean a hundred bucks a day? No. Um, Wait a minute. Twenty five. Four bucks a day, day passes right. are a hundred dollars each. Okay, so twenty five bucks a day for a hundred for a four day pass. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
in 09, tickets were sold out and I couldn't go. Uh, Four-day registration fee was 75 bucks for kids and seniors. And for seniors, it was 35 Cheapest tickets for adults were $20, and that was for Sunday only. only. Okay, so 100 bucks to get in for four days. Well, that's not bad. Um, and they're making some money if you don't go all four days. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, geez, it, it cost uh, 20 bucks to get into the uh, Irving, mm-hmm. you know, the Dallas Comic-Con. Yeah. yeah. So that's not, you know, price of, uh, price of living is a little higher in San Diego, last I heard. So, Bill, yes. um, would you plan a vacation to go yourself? I mean, have you ever wanted to go to Comic-Con? Uh, you know, I've wanted to go, yeah. Um, but, see, I'm one of those people that I'm I'm not going to buy the $75 autographs. And, and I think the, the panels would be cool, but I've, I've rarely had the opportunity to go just unattached and by myself. I mean, I think if, um, you know... In this day and age, you know, I'd have to worry about the kids or, you know, there'd be a traveling war party and we'd have to coordinate our schedules or something. But if it was just me wandering through there by myself, yeah, I'd check out some, um, I'd check out some panels and, you know, maybe just kind of wander by some booths and get some koozies or, you know, uh, from what I hear, you have to fight other people to the death for the koozies at the San Diego Comic-Con. You know, you, you two guys are pretty patient because when we go just to the local conventions, I just, I get very irritated at waiting in line yeah and oh then, yeah and that happened to me last time yeah and and i now i understand why we have to wait in line and stuff like that but uh, like um like chub toad remember he got a william shatner's autograph he had to stand a very long line to get right. it he yeah. got it he, you know he this is a chance to meet a person that he loved and and he went up there and he didn't and william shatner did not acknowledge him he just signed his picture and went. And, you know, that's a little heartbreaking to, to wait in line all yeah. that time for a moment with the person that you, you know, want to at least have a moment with. Yeah, and you gotta and be, that doesn't happen. As the star, I think, if you care, you've got to be very careful that, you you know, it takes one second to break the heart or make the heart of, you know, one of your biggest fans. Now, unfortunately, he would have to do that for every single one. And we're yeah. talking... You know, a thousand times a day, that doesn't sound like a lot, but it is. Oh, yeah. You know, to spend one minute with everyone, that's a thousand minutes. That's a lot. Yeah. That's like I mean, that's more than 10 hours. I know. That reminds me of that robot chicken bit where um, it was in one of the Star Wars episodes where the emperor is going up the escalator and he has to say, you know, it's. And like he's going up and the stormtroopers are coming down and, and each time a stormtrooper comes down, <laughs> yeah. they said, my lord. And he says, stormtrooper, my lord, stormtrooper. <laughs> and after a while, he's like, stormtrooper, stormtrooper. And I'm sure that's, you know, yeah. kind of what it feels like. It's like when you see those old historical photos of Hitler and, you know, the the soldiers give him that, you know, the right. how Hitler all the way. And what does Hitler do? He you just kind of li- he just lifts his hand up. Hey. Yeah. Oh, Hitler. Hey. Yeah. Well, he just kind of leaves the hand up while he's, yeah, he while he's facing <laughs> everybody. It's just, I know the next one's coming. I'm just, I'm already here. <laughs> oh, Hitler. You're so funny. Wow. I never thought we'd go there this episode. I don't even know what episode this is, though. So that would teach me to get a phone call from the professor uh, right as uh, Brad's getting into the, uh, you know, the, the naughty bits, you know. Okay, let's let's talk some Comic Con news. Uh, have you guys seen the new Iron Man armor? Yeah, I'm not sure. No, it's got too much yellow. Yeah, it's l- listen, listen. My lord, stormtrooper. He's going up the escalator. Elevator. My lord, stormtrooper. Escalator. My lord, stormtrooper. 
My lord? Yep. Yep. My lord? Uh-huh. <laughs> My lord? Yo. My lord? Hmm? My lord? <sighs> Stormtrooper? My lord. Stormtrooper? My lord? Stormtrooper? My lord? Stormtrooper? My lord? Stormtrooper? Stormtrooper? Stormtrooper, Stormtrooper, Exactly what it's like. Uh, yeah, I'm, it's, I'm, it's almost I'm, inverted from the red yeah, and yellow. There's a lot more yellow in it than than red, and uh, I don't know. I kind of like the way it looks with mostly red and a dash of yellow. And yeah, this looks. I don't know. It's different, you know, but I'm sure it'll look cool on the big screen. Yeah, it's uh. So you know, where do I find this picture? Uh, just type in Iron Man 3 armor. Okay, all right. I can do that. Um, and who was the villain that they announced for that? Ben, ben the Mandarin. Ben Kingsley. Yeah. Apparently, let me read this. Uh, a black, Sean, Shane Black is directing it. Um, uh, and, and do you know his oh, listen, pedigree? A, a clip from... Up. Uh, I can't remember. Uh, I'll look cow. it up. Keep talking. Just Surely that's not his primary armor for Iron Man 3. It is. With mostly yellow. and Yes. Yeah. A clip from Iron Man 3 showed Tony Stark controlling his armor with his mind and it assembling around him, which yes. speaks to the extremist storyline reported to be a major influence on the plot of the film. That was a great story, by the way. All right. T- uh, refresh our memory. Extremist. Uh, he, he, um, it's a little different than what this described here, but basically... The armor was inside him, mm-hmm. and he could use his mind, and it would secrete itself out through his skin and form around it. Okay. Yeah, and I, I really liked that. It became part of him. Uh, Don Cheadle is back as War Machine. Uh, John Favreau is not directing, but he's still happy to be involved. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, he's hey. still happy. Hogan. Now, what was directing? Shane Black. Okay, and now, what do we where do we know him from? Well, sir? here here you go. Yep. Uh, as a director, he only has three movies under his belt. Now he has a lot of writing credits. Okay. Um, Iron Man three. Before that, there was a movie called Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, and that was two thousand five. Wasn't that Sam Jackson? Let's see. Uh, Robert Downey Jr., Val Kilmer. Oh, I'm thinking of something. A else. murder mystery brings together a private eye. Uh, and a struggling actress. I've seen part of that. But um, here's his writing credits. Let's see. Lethal Weapon, The Monster Squad, Lethal Weapon 2, Last Boy Scout, Lethal Weapon 3, Last Action Hero, Uh (laughs) uh-oh. Long Kiss Goodnight, Lethal Weapon 4, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, AWOL, uh, and Iron Man 3. I think I was thinking of Long Kiss Goodnight. What's the other movies directed? Uh, Those were, that's it. Just just those two? Uh, and he has another one coming out called Death Note, but it was just announced. Oh, okay. Um, wow, they're really kind of... That doesn't feel good, They're taking a chance. It? Yeah. Black uh, confirmed, Shane, Shane Black confirmed that uh, Ben Kingsley is, in fact, playing uh, the Mandarin. Yes. And uh, there's a lady called, uh, named Rebecca Hall who is playing a role of, of somebody named Maya Hansen, which, who was in the extremist storyline. So, okay. Okay. Um, I stopped reading uh, right after issue 500, I think, so I didn't get to the extremist stuff. A lot of the the Marvel movie news, you know, is, is what really got me excited. Uh, Edgar Wright, who yes. is involved mm-hmm. with... Uh, Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead. Super Fuzz. Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz. Yeah. Uh, he's... Uh, oh, he also directed um, Scott Pilgrim. 
Yes. Yeah. Um, he was there to talk about his Ant-Man film. Which has been rumored for, what, about a decade now? Yeah, but apparently <laughs> yeah. it's uh, it's going to happen, and he showed some of the test footage. Really? Yeah. Okay. Is any so, of that online? I don't know. I haven't and I haven't found it. So do we know yet? Is it Scott Lang or Hank Pym? I think it's Hank Pym. Okay. I'm assuming it's Hank Pym. I, mean, I don't know. I mean, I haven't really heard. Okay. So, uh, But there's an mar- official Marvel logo and everything, so apparently it, it's going to happen. It would certainly make sense for Edgar Wright to do an irredeemable Ant-Man. Yeah. Now, uh, who's, I'm sorry, who's Edgar Wright? Uh, the, he directed and co-wrote Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, the oh. two. Simon Pegg. Oh, yeah. Simon Pegg. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, oh, so and, he's. And he directed Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Okay. Which was a very interesting movie to look at. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Yeah. So that's. Well, with that, I, I he's think the that director, well. He's the director and screenwriter for Ant-Man. Okay. And he's been talking about doing this ever since the Iron Man movie came out. Yeah. And so, guys, what do you, Ant-Man, it just, it just feels like one of those things that just, you know, he just doesn't seem that interesting to me. That's, I'm, I'm in the same boat with Ant-Man movie as I am with Guardians of the Galaxy movie, yeah. which no. was also announced. Go ahead um, and say it, Frank, so I can tell you both to bite your tongues. <laughs> well, bite your stupid tongues. I don't know anything about Gar- uh, Galaxy of the Guardians, so you know, I it's hard for me to help form an opinion. I know that there, there's a raccoon involved. It was written by um, is written by my my boys Abnett oh, and Lanning. Here we go. All right, go ahead. Hmm? The comic was right. The comic was, and it was great. Uh, this is going to be based upon. There was a uh, Guardians of the Galaxy back in the seventies. Uh, uh, they, they, uh, got, um, cameo appearances in, uh, God, I think Marvel presents was where they first started. Um, they were, uh, in one of the first defenders issues I ever read, um, where the defenders, um, Nighthawk, Valkyrie, um, uh, Dr. Strange, the Hulk, uh, they go to the 31st century to help them fight badoons off of the earth. And what's the, I mean, what's the. Storyline, uh, like why are they the Gar- Galaxy? Where did they come from? Um, they were formed. Um, uh, they were formed out of the wreckage of the two Annihilation series that uh, that Abnett and Lanning also wrote. Is uh, that the first time they were ever? They were ever together as that team. Okay. Yeah. Issue one was like two thousand eight. So Guardians of the Galaxy it, is it, not an older comic. Well, that's the thing. It it. It was an older comic um, from the seventies, eighties. I think it, it. I think even it, uh, there are Guardians of the Galaxy issues up into the nineties because I've got um, an issue that's all gold foil nonsense. Looks like Rob Life Leaf Life Life Feld did it. Um, uh, so the characters have been around for a while. Not the same characters, though. It's not the same Guardians of the Galaxy. These guys were from the thirty first century or the thirtieth century, or however that works out. Uh, they were from the thousand years in the future, and it was. Uh, you mean in this new? No, the old, the original. Oh, okay. okay. Um, it had um, uh, Vance Astro, okay, who has shown up as like a younger version, and he, he wore a foil suit. His backstory was really cool. Wait a minute, you're talking about? The I'm old, talking about the old. Guardians. Don't talk about the old stuff. Okay, yeah, that'll, about the new stuff. that'll confuse okay. me. So this right. new stuff, according to what we saw at the convention, shows Drax. Yes. Groot. Yes. Star Lord. I am Groot. Gamora and Rocket Raccoon. Yes. Now, I know, and not not to get things confused, but mm-hmm. DC had a Millennium had that Millennium um, event a number okay. of years ago. Didn't they have a Galaxy uh, Gardens of a Galaxy team? 
It might have been sounding something that sounds similar, but yeah, I, I can neither confirm nor deny that. Uh, I can tell you that, um, um, again, this is not the... Um, uh, these Guardians of the Galaxy, again, came out of the Annihilation uh, series, and um, they had a nice little run, and I I could not have been more disturbed um, when uh, that and Nova were both canceled <clears throat> almost the exact same time. Well... Because those were those were the two comics that I had to have every month. Much like what Frank said earlier, I don't see why the general public, much like Ant Man, is going to give a crap about these characters. I think it's yeah. I think it's a really interesting choice. Um, and and to be honest, Bill, based on your description, it's sounding too complicated. Okay. I mean, I uh, but then again, I don't know anything about him. like Ant Man. He's he's just kind of boring on the surface. I know about him. I've read about him. You know that that series that Kirkman did, Irredeemable Ant Man. Yeah. That was fun. If they do it something like that, I think that'll be. That's great. That's why I'm surprised that uh, if Edgar Wright does go with Hank Pym, that would surprise me. Yeah. Um, but Garland, Gurk, uh, this description. I mean, I'm still not getting it. Like, like, what's the elevator pitch? Did who for are the Guardians, Guardians or yeah. Ant Man? Guardians. Uh, the Guardians are they are a bunch of misfits thrown together to um, be a preemptive strike force to further threats to the galaxy gotcha okay good but they're goofballs i did not know they're that. they're oddballs and weirdos you've got a living tree named groot who says i am groot that's all he says rocket raccoon much like uh luke skywalker understanding what r2d2 says uh-huh. rocket raccoon is the only one who actually understands everything that groot says because apparently when groot says i am groot Depending on the inflection he uses, he means different things or something like that. A ra- a raccoon with a rocket strapped to his back? No, no. There's there's no there are no rockets in the rocket raccoon. Okay. He, the rocket raccoon is actually he is a tactical genius. And he it's is really it, is it an actual raccoon from yes, Earth? Yes, he's an actual raccoon. I think he's he's obviously uses anthropomorphized. Yes, he uses a gun. He's like the Scooby Doo of raccoons. Only he's a lot smarter, and he has more. Uh, uh, his enunciation is, is okay. Far so better. you got you got a raccoon with a yeah. gun. You got a living tree. Yes. You got a girl with a sword. She is the most dangerous uh, woman in the galaxy, by the way. She was um, trained by Thanos. Okay. What's this other guy? Drax. Star Lord. Star Lord is Peter Quill. Um, I'm doing this off my head, by the way. Um, uh, his name is Peter Quill, and he has no superpowers. He is just uh, kind of ballsy, and he uses uh, some guns. So he's the Punisher, he's, space Punisher. He's kind of well. He's their, he's the the team leader. Um, he's again, he's he's technically the leader and the tactician. Um, but um, but the Guardians have also had they've also had a lot of other very interesting characters. They've they've had uh, Rocket Raccoon. They've also had a dog named Cosmo who uh, is uh, psychic, and he is a Russian. Uh, it's a lot like uh, Legion of Superheroes Gates. He's kind of, uh, he kind of has communist leanings. Um, but he, uh, um, I don't guess Cosmo's going to be in this, but um, uh, it's just, it's a very eclectic cast. This is going to be, I think I'm not getting weird when I say that if done right, this could be the Farscape of movies. It's just it's a bunch of oddball characters crammed together to do 
something in particular to save something. Uh, what I love about this that is the idea that, <clears throat> okay, what I love about that, I, I'm glad that uh-huh. that makes me happy. Um, what I love about this idea is that this is going to be in the Marvel universe per se, though. I don't know, know that we expect to see Thor, Iron Man, Black Widow, whatever hopping around, <clears throat> but, um, I have always loved the, uh, the, the cosmic stuff. I love the epic scopes. I've always been a team book guy. You know, I, when I was a kid, I'm reading Fantastic Four, and I'm reading the Avengers, and I'm reading this and that. And I just, I love the team dynamic. Um, it's one of the reasons why I love the, uh, the Avengers movie so much. Um, but uh, I love the idea that they're going to have this team, and I love the idea that it's not going to happen in Manhattan. I hope to high holy heaven that this is going to happen way out in space, and maybe it doesn't even have anything to do with Earth. You know, they have to stop something that's going to threaten Earth, but is not actually going to take place on earth. I want to get out there in the cosmos and I want to see what the universe looks like. And I want these guys to take me there. Um, but well, it's, I, I, and I wish I knew more about this because I don't know who the creators of the movie are. I don't know who's writing. I don't know who's directing. I so, hope I'm wrong. I hope this is a big hit, but I think it's going to be the next, now, you know, Electra or. Well, I'm confused. I thought that this, the garlic, uh, that these guys yeah. were going to be f- with the Avengers, find the Avengers. Is that not the case? Well, I mean, they, they've they talked about... I've, I've seen some or rumors... Or is this a standalone? I don't know. I've seen some rumors that um, that this may tie into the broader universe because they did introduce Thanos at the end of the Avengers movie. And it would make perfect sense that, uh, that the Guardians of the Galaxy would have to fight Thanos or some, you know, some version of him or some minions of his or whatever... Um, so there could certainly be a tie-in with uh, with the the Earthbound heroes. Okay. Um, but I just again, uh, I don't know anything more about this than they've announced that it's going to happen, and it just tickles me pink. It says the it's scheduled for release August first of twenty fourteen. Okay. This is uh, by the way the Ant Man movie on IMDb. It says Hank Pym. Interesting. So we'll find out. That seems to be an um, odd choice because uh, in. In the uh, Avengers, Earth's Mightiest Heroes, the cartoon, we've seen for the first time, you know, Ant-Man, Hank Pym, has always been one distinct character. He's uh, been a bunch of them, whether he's Ant-Man, Giant-Man, or uh, um, or Yellow Jacket. He's always been one, not, you know, he's always had that one power, period. You know, when he's Ant-Man, he shrinks and talks to ants. When he's Giant-Man, he gets big. When he's Yellow Jacket, he shrinks and shoots, you know, bio-stingers like the Wasp does. Um but uh, in the Earth's Mightiest Heroes Avengers uh, cartoon, um, he will go from very small to very big in the blink of an eye. And I think it's a really cool way to use his power. Um, his classic Giant Man costume, the one from like Avengers issue one, uh, looks very much like the Ant-Man costume. You know, he um, after a while, uh, Giant Man becomes Goliath and he has that that uh, red and excuse me, that yellow and blue suit with the goggles on. But the start, his costume Basically, is the Ant Man costume without the helmet on, and um, yeah, in in the cartoon, I love the way they use him. That he will shrink down and do things with ants, and then you know, ten seconds later, whoop, better get sixty feet tall and step on things. So you know, maybe they use him in that way. And I also assume that if it's going to be, if it was going to be uh, uh, the irredeemable Ant Man version, then it's probably going to be played for comedy, and it would probably be standalone. But Hank Pym. It seems clear to me that they're going to incorporate him into the broader Avengers universe 
um, hopefully starting with the next movie. So um, I wonder who they who they cast as Ant Man. They haven't like, yet, according to IMDb. It yeah. hasn't. There, there was there was always that rumor that Nathan Fillion might might fill that role, but uh, that was just rumor. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and you know, I guess I could see that because he's you know, Hank Pym is. He's an enigma in that his personality doesn't seem to be very well developed. No, he's a. Well, um, it depends on who you you know what what you're reading. Is this an ultimate version? Yeah, I mean, he's, ultimate one. He's a white beater and right. a creep. Yeah, but uh, but you know, in Marvel proper, he's he's about he, as bland a character yeah. as there is in Marvel. And uh, it, in the cartoon, I hate to keep going back to that because I know that's going to have nothing to do with this movie. But in the cartoon, he's at least he's a torn personality because he doesn't want to be a fighter you know he's a scientist and he wants to improve the world and he is constantly torn with the idea that you know he tries to leave the avengers over and over again because he just doesn't want to deal with the beaten people up that's not who he is not what he wants to be he wants to make things better and he gets drawn into you know it's kind of like uh, uh michael corleone and godfather three you know i keep trying to get out they keep pulling me back in you know that's yeah. it's, it's almost it's not a not a tragic figure by any means, but uh, but he's he's pulled back into this truly against his will over and over again. Makes you wonder. So you could take that tack with his with his character, um, but he also um, you might need his character because uh, he does create Ultron, which would be a great uh, villain in the third Avengers movie or the fourth or however many we get out of it. Um. In in other news, yes. wait a minute. There's two more Marvel movies that were oh, announced: okay. Captain America: The Winter Soldier, yes, which is awesome because if you've read that, uh, yeah, so there, the so, Brubaker, yeah, run, uh, Bucky uh, is found out to be mm-hmm. alive. He's um, been brainwashed as a Russian soldier, yes, uh, or Russian assassin, a Soviet assassin. Assassin. He never. He didn't die originally. They mm-hmm. found him and they brainwashed him and. Uh, so now that'll he, be awesome because we was, didn't. He was frozen as well, and with was he? Well, we thought he was. Yeah, because he they were on the plane. The plane exploded. He lost an arm in the he explosion. Lost an arm, and then he froze. But the Soviets found him, and they the way the reason why he's the same age as Captain America is that they put him in in suspended animation, and they only wake him up when they need him. Right. So that has. That could go over very well. I yeah, think. that'll be that'll be interesting. And plus, putting him against Captain America will be nice. Yeah, it makes sense. And it, and I thought the uh, um, I always thought it was it was one of those things when you're a kid, you may go, huh, but you don't really let it get to you that really Captain America, super soldier with a shield, is going to take this little you know thirteen year old ward into firefights constantly. Kid's got no superpowers, <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's like at least Robin had a cape, <laughs> you know. It's like I always felt sorry for Bucky. It's like, of course you're going to die. You'll be lucky to just get suspended, you know, and and brainwashed into a Russian operative. There, there's some <laughs> comedian who who talked about like, um, if you really think about Captain America taking this ten year old boy into war, yes, you know that's what's what's up with that? Yeah, what's, that's a, that's a quick visit from uh, Child Protective Services. Hey, speaking of uh, Child Protective Services, what's up, youngins? There you go. How you doing? The troublemakers. Hmm? You're doing good. I think I read something. I think yeah. I read something recently. It smells like chlorine in here all of a sudden. Uh, 
where they said the um, somebody had been cast as the Falcon. In oh, excellent. Wow. That would be cool, too. Excellent, I yes. Uh, the idea that... I can't find that reference, though. The idea that they're expanding uh, the, the world is is like love to me. Um, and and the, those, the, are just, those are just the Marvel movies. The yeah. other Marvel movie announced was the Thor sequel called The Dark World. Yeah. What can and, you tell uh, me about that? I don't, I don't, it doesn't... What I'm looking at doesn't have any information, but um, the Dark World is scheduled for November 8th, 2013. Uh, Captain America Winter Soldier is scheduled for April 4th, 2014. And Guardians of the Galaxy is August 1st, 2014. I love it, it man. About every six months. Here, it doesn't here comes list, one, baby. I think uh, Iron Man 3 is going to happen before any of those do, though. Yeah. So. But Iron Man three is also supposed to be a more personal story. Yeah, isn't it? it's, I mean, it's, it's it's Tony Stark centric and not yeah, not it, Avengers. It's not going to be epic and world changing. Is he going to be? I wonder if he's going to start his slope towards drinking. I think I read something. It makes you wonder where they said that they weren't really going to address that. That wasn't okay. going to be the main storyline in this in this third I, movie. I'm sure we'll see him. I do you know. truly hope that they stay away from Iron Man demon in a bottle i do too because yeah. that's i, I don't want a downer that. yeah it's a downer you know especially with with kids enjoying yeah. these movies as much as they are they don't need to see you know an alcoholic superman and well um, or superhero being depressed and yeah and, and when it stuff. when it came out back in the late 70s it was kind of a game changer it was a lot like the uh, green arrow you know speedy yeah. you know speedy's hooked on you know uh Heroin. Yeah. That yeah. was just, I mean, that was just 70s type of, you know, grit. You know, yeah. trying to, that's when they were trying to get away from the wholesome, hey, comic books aren't just for kids. And, right. And, you know, their audience is becoming a little more mature. And yeah. People are actually collecting comic books. And, you know, that's what the 70s were about. Yeah. And, and of course, you know, I mean, I'm 10, 11 years old and this stuff's coming out. So it could not have been more in my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I was, I was right there for all of it. Um, there's also, um, uh, there's a couple, uh, couple other movies, uh, coming out too, that are not in the Marvel universe, which is sad. Let's hear them. Uh, well, um, we're apparently, uh, the director for daredevil has, uh, dropped out. David slated 30 days of night. Um, so apparently Fox has a script it likes and we'll try to get the film into production or the property reverts back to Marvel. Okay. So maybe if maybe, you know, if you like it. You can hope that it falls apart. They don't get it, and uh, you know, and uh, John Favreau directs uh, Daredevil, uh, Daredevil, the Amazing Daredevil, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Uh, the one I'm uh, looking forward to, and I don't know much about this beyond the fact that the director of the movie Chronicle is on board to direct, is the reboot of the Fantastic Four. Oh, so we spent almost the entire week last week talking about reboots and, and the need for them, and here's two more reboots coming down the pipe. Well, actually, um, I got three here. Really? Well, but this one's a TV show. Arrow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. CW's going to be producing another, uh, in the vein of, of uh, yeah. Smallville, they're going to do Green Arrow, but they're going to call it Arrow, new cast, new everything. Yeah, I didn't get to watch um, uh, much of the uh, Comic-Con um, footage on G4 this weekend, which makes me sad, but I did see a little bit of it uh, Friday night, and... Um, I got to tell you, they had an interview with the star and the co-star, Arrow and Mm -hmm. his girlfriend or whatever, Femme Fatale, and they seemed pretty wooden. Really? (laughs) The actors did, the the actual humans playing those roles. They didn't really 
they didn't inspire me with confidence, which is too bad because this is one of those things that I would like to I would like to really dig. But I'm afraid if it's CW, it's going to be you know it's going to be soap opera. It's going to be Smallville. Oh, I mean, yeah, that's I mean, you know that that that's how they extend those shows, yeah. make twenty episodes. They put a lot of soap opera drama in it. Yeah, I mean, the production only... value wise, it, it oh, absolutely, out. yeah. The but... only thing that CW ever did that I that I liked was uh, and still do is uh, Supernatural. But even that is incredibly. There's there's a lot of soap opera in that too. I um, you know, Smallville. I I could kind of take it or leave it. But there were some episodes that that I kind of liked, and I thought I liked their Green Arrow character. I thought it was kind of fun. I tried like. Is heck- it not the same character that's in this new? Well, I don't no. know. They they're well, they're redoing it. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's definitely not the same actor. Um, but that's one of those that. Man, I tried to watch that Smallville, and especially when they start introducing uh, other, uh, when they start introducing uh, the Justice Society characters one by one. <sighs> Doctor Fate. I wanted to like it so much, but <laughs> Hawkman and Doctor Fate were awesome. ridiculous. Awesome. It was uh, the the Kid Flash. It was just, I just you want to talk about you know. You know, you talked about the eye rolling moments you had watching the first hour of the Avengers movie, uh-huh. and that's all I did. Really? I just, my <laughs> eyes hurt. I had to physically restrain my eyes from rolling back in my head as I'm watching this this nonsense prayed across the screen. I realize you guys got a budget, but that's the best costume you come up with. Doctor Fate was awesome. It was just the helmet. It looked like a football helmet. I mean, it was. It's just I realize you've got major, you know, realistic limitations. You know, you can't. You can't have a helmet be, you know, the same size as a person's head. I, I get that. You know, I I understand that you cannot have, you know, uh, a superhero costume look, you know, uh, in real life like it does in a comic book. I get that. With all that said, oh, my goodness, that was goofy. Well, what else happened on uh, uh, for uh, uh, Comic-Con? Did you guys see the, the four-minute Walking Dead season three trailer? Uh-uh. Just looks so good. Uh, I take it we're at the prison. It's going to all take place at the prison. <clears throat> uh, it'll it'll happen at, at the prison and the town of Woodbury, where mm-hmm. where the governor. So we'll get to lives. the governor. The yeah. governor. The governor's in the trailer. Uh, Michonne is in the trailer. Okay. Oh, she. Um, that's right. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. She was she was introduced at the very end of that. Yes. Yeah. And um, the the panel, the Walking Dead panel. By the way, the Walking Dead TV podcast latest episode of that. Well. May not be by the time this episode airs, but we're two weeks away. Yeah, um, somebody gave us the audio from the Walking Dead TV panel at the con, and so you can hear that over on the on the Walking Dead podcast. You can hear that TV podcast. It's uh, it's pretty interesting. Uh, but the the governor, the actor who plays the governor, was there. The girl who plays Michonne was there, and um, I'm just really excited about it. It it the trailer looks great. I mean, it just looks fantastic. Now, there was some news about Joss Whedon coming out with like a um, um, Dr. Horrible 2 and rebooting Firefly. Does anyone know any details on that? I hadn't heard about the Dr. Horrible thing, but um, what I what I heard about Firefly was that the sci- there was a Firefly reunion panel uh-huh. and the Science Channel... Uh, offered to help him with a a reboot of the show. Uh-huh. Well, the uh, Disco- what used to be Discovery Science is now the Science Channel has been uh, rerunning Firefly episodes for months now, and they made a huge deal out of it. I mean, they're uh, 
one of the uh, the great um, theoretical phys- uh, physicists uh, in the world right now, Dr. Michio Kaku, um, who you see all over the Science Channel. Um, he introduces each Firefly episode and gives you a little tiny bit of sciencey philosophy uh, before they run it. Uh, I would love it if Firefly came back. I love that show. I did too. I thought it was great, and uh, you know, now again, you, it's Fox. You just recently watched it, right? Or are you in not process? Recently, not okay. recently, but I mean, I've seen it. I've seen all of it, and I, I was, think it would be great. I was on board when it came on. I watched it uh, when it aired, and then as soon as it went off, uh, I probably wrote to Fox. I'm sure, and then I bought the DVDs. Okay, so I I love the series. Yeah, I um I appreciate it. It was one of those that I think I wanted um I wanted to love and I ended up just liking it a whole lot. I just thought it was it was solid, but it didn't grab me, you know, um in the way that it apparently grabbed a lot of other people. With that said, um yeah, man, if they'll bring that sucker back, um I'm there. Um I also hear that uh we heard the rumors that uh if they do bring it back, they're going to kind of really, truly bring it back. They killed off a couple of characters in the movie Serenity. Yeah. And they're going to disavow that or write around it or something. But apparently they're going to bring the entire cast back if they do this. And we're going to get to see Ron Glass and Alan Tudyk. Uh-oh, spoiler alert. Um, if um, if we do get a a, a redo. but um, Clones. I mean, it, you know, yeah, those like, were clones they're, they're, they're mean, life I mean, model decoys. Yeah. Well, I don't know that it'll pick up where it left off. It might just actually be like a reboot. It's a prequel. Gross. I'm seeing if I can find anything. What about comic book news? Was there anything about uh, new storylines coming up? I mean, this is a comic book convention after all. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, the Fantastic Four movie, um, Fox is really hustling uh, this reboot here. Uh, it is a true reboot. Um, what do we know about uh, Josh Trank or Jeremy Slater? Um, apparently, they're finalizing a deal to have Jeremy Slater write the script. Never heard of the guy. So I don't know. Uh, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Maybe there's a way to find out, though. Well, right? looking my, up Jeremy Slater. You know, um, the curse of, of that first movie is that you have to do the origin story, and that's. Yeah, and, know, I, and and it's just and that's I, always my least favorite part of any movie. Yeah, I I find it uh it it's definitely a necessary evil and how necessary it is, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um I want to know who Jeremy Slater is because um as a writer, he's got one title to his name, the Fantastic Four screenplay, and that is it. This is according to IMDb, and he is listed as Jeremy Slater, writer. So who is this mysterious human who apparently goes from nothing to... To something. Yeah, apparently. You know, there was some Star Trek II news, but it was all kind of um, Mm -hmm. misleading, purposely misleading. Um they were introducing a character named like Glenn Mitchell or something, which was apparently in one of the very oh, first Mitchell, the guy, Gary Mitchell, Gary Mitchell, the dude with the silver eyes from yeah. where a man has gone yeah. before the yeah. uh, original Star Trek episode. Yeah. yeah. So there was rumor that he would, he was going to be in the, right. the next one. Oh, but then, that's cool. But then that was proven to be uh, a ruse. 
And and so they're they're dropping all of these hints that aren't true, but people get excited about it. So, and you know they they've said absolutely Khan isn't part of it. Um, so the the script for the uh, um, for the movie still remains unseen, but uh, Kirk's wife from from um, the Wrath of Khan, he uh, she's going to be in it. Is that chicken? chicken, bro? Chicken. Thank you, Professor. Oh, here I found the um, a reference to the Falcon from uh, for Captain America. 2. Okay. According to the Hollywood Reporter, executives have begun negotiations with the Hurt Locker actor Anthony Mackie. Okay. Uh, he, I recognize him. I don't know where I've seen him from. To play the Falcon alongside Chris Evans uh, in the sequel. Uh, brothers Anthony and Joe Russo, best known for You, Me, and Dupree and NBC's Community, will direct the sequel. So, holy cow! Yeah, even the dogs are excited. About oh, that. he's uh, he's in Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Oh, he's, is he? Uh, he's Lincoln's right hand man. Oh, cool! Yeah, that guy, awesome. So that'll be cool. Excuse us while we <laughs> throw some KFC chicken down our gullets. Eating on the air. We're enjoying some. Uh, I got a thigh. Thighs where it's at, baby. We're I'm looking some chicken. for the thigh. There we go. And I'm wondering if because we're enjoying some chicken, maybe this would be a, a good time for uh, this week's list. Yeah, do it. Okay. This is the. Uh, this is. I don't know if I should ask for any production value or if we should just get into it. Just get into it. My hands just are greasy. All right. It's your keyboard. You got like we can get you some wipes or something. All right. So uh, I hope you all have been girding for this since uh, since last week when I first announced the uh, the top five list. Actually, I think I kind of pulled Bill, fast on you because this we is had really so many emails. This is really kind of a bottom five list, saying when which is, is that funnier, coming? in my humble opinion. So this is the, um, and this is going to become readily apparent here in about another ten fifteen minutes. But uh, this is the bottom five things you want to hear from someone who just farted. Oh boy! All right, you ready? All right, number five. Just spray Febreze on your sofa. okay (laughs) number four this is what the inside of a submarine smells like yikes number three i've been eating a lot of eggs lately Mm. number two on the list of the bottom five things you want to hear from someone who just farted could i borrow a towel ah and the number one thing you do not want to hear from someone who just farted (laughs) sorry dude I think I just lost your lighter. I don't get it. Someone out there is laughing. I don't get it. And you're going to feel Lighting dumb parts? when they explain it to you. Dude, that was funny. That was that was stinking funny. Stinking? <laughs> I don't get it, though. I mean, is that lighting farts? Yeah. So in an attempt to light his fart... The lighter went actually up inside him. Is that what you're saying? Maybe. Okay, see, that's not funny. That's just childish. It's damn funny. Nothing wrong with childish. You apologize. You apologize right now. It just wasn't funny, Bill. 
any idea how I expected long it took me to more. I expected more from you. This thing's good. I hope there's people it in is, cubicles actually. all across America who disagree with you, sir. And hopefully they give that uh, top five list at least four and a half reverse flashes. It's, it's, it's just not that funny, that last one. Bah humbug on you. I expected more from you, Bill. This list was, I the, this was the fight club of top five lists. Now, did you, did you write that list? No, I stole it from Carlos Mencio. Okay. You need to write to Carlos Mencio. Is that Mencia. funny? Are you, you guys just, you're not getting any of this right now, are it you? Would have been, that would have been funny if you had said his name right. What, Mencia? Yes. I don't give a rat's butt how you pronounce his name. Someday you guys will understand this about me. Who's Carlos Mencia? He's a, okay. Here, let me explain joke number two then. Yeah, he's a um, he's a comedian. He's a comedian who is most famous for stealing material from other comedians. Oh, so that's why that was funny. Just like that. Uh, what was the name of that comic book guy who took credit for all those great comic books he supposedly worked with? Bob Kane. Nick no. Simmons. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Rob Granito. Rob Granito. What did Rob, Rob, what did Rob Granito do? He um, he claimed to have like uh, worked with um, the guy who created Calvin and Hobbes, Watterson. Yeah. He was he was a co-writer with him. Not Sam Waterston. He just he he took credit for a lot of things that just he would take people's art and change the colors on it or maybe add oh, something to it and really? say it was his own art. Holy cow. Yeah. That's uh that's too bad. Yeah. What's up, dude? Uh little man's going to going to bed. Do you have fun swimming, Sage? All right. Yeah. Take care, buddy. Hey Sage, did you uh did you jump off the high dive a bunch? You did a few times? That's my little man. He looks tired. Three times. It's he very looks specific. tired. Congratulations, sir. Mencina has been criticized for both his stand-up and his television show, perhaps most notably from other comedians. In 2006, Ma- Maxim named Mencia as the 12th worst comic of all time. Really? Makes you wonder who the top 11 are. The 2010... Uh, a 2010 Wall Street Journal article also noted that Messina, along with Dane Cook and Jay Leno, were three of the most hated popular stand-up by fellow comedians. It's because these guys were absolutely known for uh, sitting in the back of the audience at another comedian's show and taking notes. Dane Cook did that? Dane Cook had the funniest bit I've seen on TV in a long time, but it was years ago. He did, like, this physical impression of an alien from the alien movies. Okay. It was awesome. And you know how they're always dripping that clear water and stuff? Right. He would take a water bottle and pour it on his head and it would drip <laughs> off him and he would walk around. It was really funny. Really well done. But I, didn't just know, like him. but I didn't know Dane Cook had that reputation as a joke stealer. I hadn't heard that. Oh, okay. I mean, is that... to find out. <clears throat> Something else we heard about at Comic-Con was um, Fringe Season 5. There was a fringe panel, and uh, it's apparently all going to take place in the future that okay. was that we saw at the end of uh, last season. And is it going to be a truncated season? It's thirteen episodes, mm-hmm. but you know that leaves 
a no time for lollygagging. So it's yes. just going to be boom, bada boom, bada boom. Which will be awesome. I have to say, I, I love that America is adopting this truncated season, especially with uh, non broadcast shows where it's just, it's like 20 episodes or 10, 15 episodes and you're out. That just feels so good. As opposed to a lot of wheel spinning. Yeah, it kind of does. I mean, I think 24 might have uh, benefited from it being called 18. (laughs) On uh, on occasion, yeah. But in general, um, no, I'm always very sad when the season ends. And when the season ends after 13 episodes or 10 instead of 22 or 24, man, what a bummer. Man, back in the old days, you got 29 episodes a year, man. First season of Star Trek, 29 eps, Mm -hmm. bro. That doesn't even include the pilots. Well, and, and, you know, and I don't know what it is now, but like when a television series just has those many, you just know a lot of them aren't going to be winners and stuff. 22 is pretty standard these days. I don't know. I mean, there's so many more writers out there these days. Now, I I realize that they're spread a lot thinner because you've got 500 channels on. Your scripting stuff or unscripted shows on country music television, you know that uh, there's a desperate need for writers out there. It's like nurses. You teased us earlier, Bill, with the return of something. Oh, is yes, it time for that, or do you want to save it? I, I mean, no, I'm I'm all good. We're approaching an hour. Okay. On this. Was there anything else we needed to talk about? Uh, any generic thoughts from the Comic Con? I mean, was there one thing that tickled your fancy, or did you think it was a ridiculous waste of time? Or? Yeah, I mean, I I really don't like watch like a was it G four? Is that what yeah. you said? I, I don't really yeah. watch that. I just kind of wait for just news to pop up and read it. So I don't really yeah. keep up with with that kind of stuff. Um, I just want to hear the the highlights and stuff. Did we talk about this on or off air about wanting to attend? It was off before we started recording. So just basically, I if think. we no, uh, might have been might have yeah, been at the beginning. Know. No, it was. We talked about it on air. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we did. <laughs> it's, 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 coming back, it's coming back to me now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't know, but okay. Just to recap, Brad, would you go? Yes or no? Um, if I had free room and board and transportation, yeah. Okay. Uh, I would, yeah, I'd, I'd consider it kind of along the line of your lines. You know, I would have to be coaxed. I don't think I would go of my yeah. own own free. I'd love free. to go, but it's, you know, when I can go to a Comic-Con that's pretty interesting here in, you know, our own metro area. You know, no, I'm I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, pull a second mortgage on the house to uh, go do something like that. So I will probably never do it unless I live in San Diego. I think uh, the next episode of Half Hour Wasted will more than likely be a Dark Knight Rises. Which are a week past. Discussion. Because right now, no wait, we're two weeks past. This. Because Batman came out right right the same week as Amazing Spider-Man. We're we're, we're one week 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 past. We're one week. Okay. One week. One week. So we can simmer on it and stuff. Yeah. Lots of good reviews Take on this. Uh, someone told me that uh, a screening for the uh, for the press ended with a standing ovation. Oh, good. Oh, they're talking Oscar buzz for this thing. Mm. Well, you know, if it's if it's half as good as The Dark Knight was, I'll be okay yeah. with it. I still need to watch The End of the Dark Knight. <laughs> I watched it recently. Yeah, I got about an hour into it, and uh, I didn't fall asleep on or anything, but I ended up having like kids came home or something happened, and I had to back away slowly. This is this is the movie that I, I that I have been looking forward to even more than Avengers. Really? Because I, I think I said with Avengers, I kind of knew what I was going to get. 
Um, this one, you know, I don't know much about it, and it's the end of a series, and it's just it's going to be exciting. I'm just i I have trepidation and some amount of fear because I'm I trust Christopher Nolan, but man, I'm just afraid we're going to get Spider Man three. I'm, I'm afraid it's going to be so loud and cacophonous that you can't really tell what's going on and they're going to try to cram you know 40 years worth of plot into two hours and you know hopefully not but um you know again christopher nolan i don't think he's let us down yet Mm -hmm. i know you didn't like inception a whole lot i thought it was interesting um so i will trust christopher nolan and um, I will hope for the best. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm. I'm. I'm not really worried that yeah. it's going to be a disaster. I. I, I oh I, no, I'm, I'm confident it's going to be a competent no, movie. And I don't think it's going to be a disaster. I'm just afraid that it's going to be unfocused. And you know, but according to the uh, reviews, uh, it's not going to be. So I yeah. guess we'll we'll judge for ourselves and get back to you, yeah. good people. Anything else? Oh, I need a. Oh, no. you need a. Oh, yeah. Yes. Is that it? What? No. Yes. No. Nope. Wrong. Here comes Wrong the one. comedy Frank, tree. Oh, it's under the chicken. There it is. <laughs> it was chicken. It was under the chicken. Ooh, crust. Yes. And you're set. Go. What's this? Sounds familiar. Bill's audio Twitter. All right, so I'm at the bank a couple days ago rolling in my piles of money, and I came across an Arkansas State Quarter. Well, it's been a while since I've seen one of those, and you know what's on the Arkansas State Quarter, don't you? It's uh, some rice, a duck, and a diamond. And I'm thinking to myself, really? A duck? A diamond and rice shoots. When we all know it should be on an Arkansas State quarter, right? Join me, everybody. Say this with me. A jug of moonshine, a fake tooth, and a pair of overalls. I hope that clears this up. You know, Bill, the, the toothbrush was invented in Arkansas. There's nothing that makes me crazier than seeing diamonds on the Arkansas State quarter. Wait, 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 There's wait, a diamond wait, wait. mine in Arkansas. Okay, wait, wait. Oh, okay. I was let, about to say, let, why would there be? You and know, the, the toothbrush yes. was invented in Arkansas. <laughs> Which is why it's called a toothbrush. Yeah, <laughs> because if it was invented anywhere else, it would be called a teeth brush. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I've often wondered about that. <laughs> Dang, Arkansas. Because uh, I brush more than one tooth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I didn't realize that Arkansas had a diamond on it. So yeah. one. A diamond and a waterfowl. It's a mallard. Technically, and a uh, a shoot of something that looks like wheat, but is uh, actually uh, rice, because apparently more weedy ricey stuff is grown in Arkansas than anywhere else in the nation. Which I thought, you, give me a break. Did more you, than the Dakotas, or I don't know. Did, uh, you know, Nebraska. you know what happened to New Hampshire's quarter? No, New Hampshire had a um, a granite uh, mountain or something. That they used to call like the old man or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it looked like the the profile looked like Abraham Lincoln. Right. I used to have a uh, little, I used to have a little miniature bust of that when I was a kid. 
and it was really cool. I, I've actually driven by that thing when I was young, and and driving up on it from one direction, it looks like nothing. Driving up on it from the other direction, it looks like the profile of Abraham Lincoln. It no longer exists because of erosion. Yeah, right. his nose yeah. fell off. Huh. That's a track, man. Bummer. So their quarter actually means nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's not uh, let's not that, that worry us too much. So uh, we never got to the Charlie Sheen news. Should we bother? I. Uh, it might be out of date if we don't get to it now. Do it now. Oh my goodness. Um, this is an update um, from um, uh, mid July. Guys, I hope you've enjoyed Charlie Sheen's tweets. I hope you've been one of the 8 million people who follows his Twitter account. Well, enjoy it while you can because Charlie Sheen says Twitter sucks and I am signing out forever. Yes, it's true. Um, At 6 a.m. Pacific time, that'd be 8 a.m. Central time on the 12th of July, Charlie posted a final tweet saying, quote, reach for the stars, everyone. Dog speed cadre, see out. And then Charlie went to TMZ and said, thank you all for your amazing support. Trust me when I say, please follow me, quotes, follow me to my next endeavor. It's gonna be epic. Wow. So that's him turning his, uh, turning his back on 8 million people who uh, love him and enjoy uh, his product placement. I, you know, I don't know what to say, you know, I, I actually I have, have, have nothing to say because he just you know he he's just a, he's he's a spectacle and he's fun to watch but I didn't follow him on Twitter he was just I I know people who are like DVRing his new show Anger Management and I have one three letter question for them not including the question mark and that is why. I didn't even know Here's he had a, guy a new knows show. How to market. <laughs> I didn't even know he had a show, a new show. Is it a sitcom? Yes, it's a sitcom. He is in quotes. He is um uh he is a counselor who deals with anger management issues, which is funny in a meta kind of way. I guess if you like that kind of thing. You know, so, it, it's it's like uh it's like Paris Hilton yeah. opening up a VD. Yeah. Well, you know, it's yeah, it's about as interesting. Well, and as they say, the uh, the candle that burns twice as bright burns only half as long because he opened um, he started his Twitter account only on March 1st, 2011. Mm -hmm. So he's only been tweeting for about a year and a half now. Less, actually. So, um, wow. It was uh, it was maybe his writers, maybe his writers left. And he yeah. (laughs) No doubt his his crowd of writers yeah. have deserted him. I need a good tweet. You know what I'm going to do after this is over? I mean, I'm not going to do it immediately because it's not bedtime yet, but I think I'm going to pull out my Guardians of the Galaxy comics and maybe uh, go back through them. All right. With that, we'll cool. see you good next stuff. time on Yo. Half Hour Wasted. Be sure to check us out at hhwlod.com. You can drop us an email at halfhourwasted at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at half hour wasted till next time oh yes Sylvester Stallone's son died too that's unfortunate <laughs> and I'm Frank and we'll see you next time on half that, hour wasted that wasn't a laugh line <laughs>